0: I didn't grow up with dogs. I've actually had a couple bad experiences with dogs when I was growing up. So I had a little bit of a fear of dogs. Yeah, <laughs> she definitely changed my life.
1: You're listening to the Believe in Dog podcast. I'm your host and resident dog mom, Erin Scott. If you consider your dog a family member, then this podcast is for you. Let's celebrate the love and connection we have with our dogs. Not only can a dog be your best friend, but I believe a dog can be a healer, a teacher, and an inspiration. This is a place for us to connect in the joy of loving our dogs, and also a place where you know you're not alone in the difficult times, or in the sadness of missing a dog that was an important part of your life. I can't wait to share with you stories of how the love of a dog is changing our lives and changing the world. This is Believe in Dog. Welcome to episode 30 of the Believe in Dog podcast. I'm your host, Erin Scott, and I'm so thankful you're here to celebrate with me today. Not just 30 episodes, but also two years since the beginning of the Believe in Dog podcast. The first episode launched on October 27th, 2019, and if you go back and listen to the first episode, I tell you some of my story and why it was important to me to start a podcast to share stories of all the beautiful things that people are doing in the world inspired by the love of their dog. As I say in the intro, dogs can be healers and teachers and inspirations in our lives, and I'm so thankful that I've been trusted to share these stories with you over the last two years. In today's episode, we're going to hear from Akeni Okk of Shuri's Organic Treats, but then make sure you stay tuned to the end of the episode. I'm going to be sharing some special listener stories of people who wrote in wanting to share their stories in honor of the two-year anniversary of the Believe in Dog podcast. I'm thankful to you for listening, and I'm also grateful to each and every one of our guests who have shared their stories with us, whether it's somebody who wrote a book like Zazie Todd or Katie McQuaid or Margaret Strohmeyer we've talked to people who were inspired to start nonprofit organizations out of their love of dogs, like Christina Lee of Deaf Dogs Rock, Annie Pruitt of Charm City Companions, Caitlin Thomas of Finding Knox, Michelle Siraki of Bruce City Bully Club and Pitbull Advocates of America, Sarah Locke of Live Like Roo Foundation, Jasmine Jr. and Mark Wolf of Round of A Paw's Pet Rescue. And we've talked to people who've created careers around their love of dogs, such as dog trainers, John Frank and trick dog trainer, Diana Madison. We just recently talked to Billy Groom, who is a dog behaviorist or dogologist. And Jennifer Gans, the school psychologist who is bringing in dogs and humane education to her work. And Jen Swanson, who is the executive director of Humane Society. Erin Crowley of Pity Clothes, who was recently able to leave her day job and go full-time with Pity Clothing Company. And I'm thankful to all of those who have shared their personal stories with us of how their love of dogs has impacted their life, such as Liz Weiner and Mindy Fitzgerald and Brittany Roger, and Carla and Wayne Greenside telling us about the love story between their horse and their dog, Zurich and Paddington. And since I know that we all want our dogs to live long, healthy lives with us, we've heard from Krista Karpowicz and Peter Shankarelli and Kim Gautier, who are some of my favorite people to follow in the world of dog health and wellness. I literally have an endless list of people that I hope to connect with and bring to you on the podcast. And while some of these are big names that you might recognize or See that they have a ton of social media followers. Other ones are just people who I know in my personal life who are doing beautiful work in the world that I find endlessly inspiring and just want to share and tout their story with you. And I can't wait for you to hear from today's guest, Akeni Okiki, who lives in Silver Spring, Maryland, right down the road from me. But I actually found her through Instagram through her Shuri's Organic Treat Company. And when I started following her on social media and started reading what she was about and what she was doing, I was like, oh my gosh, I have to meet her and hear her story about how she was inspired to do this. And I feel such a kindred spirit with Akeni because like me, she did not grow up with pets and actually kind of was a little bit, maybe afraid of dogs or or had some questionable experiences around dogs. And she really kind of got a dog because it was her husband who wanted a dog. And this is exactly what happened with my story. But within just a couple of years, Akeni has gone from skeptical dog mom to starting Shuri's Organic Treat Company. Akeni's going to share with us today about her journey, as well as telling us about the Thai Ridgeback breed of dogs and some of Shuri's behavioral quirks, we'll call it. Akeni also tells us about a time that Shuri was attacked by a dog, and she's so honest about how difficult and stressful of a situation this can be. So let's get started with Akeni Okeke of Cherie's Organic Treats. So I am here today with Akeni Okeke, the founder of Cherie's Organic's Dog Treats.
0: Hi Akene. Hi Erin, thank you for having me.
1: So I'm so excited to hear your story because I love your treats, I love what you're doing. Penny approves! (laughs) So let's get started. So I always like to start by asking, did you grow up with animals? Like, have you always been an animal person? Or is this something that came later in life?
0: Yeah, it is definitely something that came later in life. I didn't grow up with dogs. I actually had a couple bad experiences with dogs when I was growing up. You know, people's dogs were chasing after me, attacking me. So I had a little bit of a fear of dogs. But I was never like, like, Deadly scared of, uh, afraid of them. Like, I would go close to other people's dogs. And so there was kind of a pull there. And so in 2018, uh, my husband kept on going on and on about how he needs to have a dog. And I was like, <laughs> okay, let's do it. And now she definitely loves me better than she, she loves him. <laughs> and so
1: it was just all totally your husband's idea. That's yeah. what I always say. Like, yeah. I'm like, I was a reluctant dog owner. <laughs> it was all him. And then it came and it completely changed my life. Yes. And so I feel a kindred spirit with you about yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, she
0: definitely changed my life. And, you know, I call her my baby. People are like, oh, if you guys have kids, what's going to happen? I was like, she was here first, her, So they have to fall in line. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Gotta have prayer. <priority. laughs> right. <laughs> and so, how did this come about? So, Shuri is a Thai Ridgeback.
0: Yes, she is. And
1: I had never heard of that. I've heard of Rhodesian Ridgeback. Yeah. So, how did you guys find her?
0: So, her, I heard from what I've been reading, they are distant relatives of the Rhodesian Ridgeback, okay. whereas the Rhodesian Ridgebacks are from Africa. The Thai Ridgebacks are from Asia. Okay. Uh, So they span across, you know, Thailand, Vietnam, and uh, all those countries there. And um, so he really, really wanted this dog. He had been watching YouTube videos of this couple who had like five rich backs, and he was in love with them. And um, there's not many of them in the U.S. So right now, it's their only bread. And so we had reached out to a breeder upstate in New York, and she has this farm and horses and stuff, and she just happened to have Thai rich backs. And so we reached out to her, and she was like, oh, I have this puppy here if you want. And so we got. that's how we got Shuri in 2018. She was born November 13th, so she's okay. going to be... Four this year. Oh wow. yeah She's gonna be four.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so, what was the learning process like? Where, where you're like, now, like I have this little furry
0: being yes. in my so house. So we had it was like a blank slate. It was like no information about dogs to having a dog, right? So we had to learn everything yeah. while we had her there. It was like having a newborn baby okay you know <laughs> she would cry she would whine she was and luck but luckily though we i remember we met this trainer she was out in silver spring and we reached out to her for help and she was a holistic trainer and that was who like kind of introduced us into this holistic world prior to that we had been getting advice from just friends who had dogs and they were they would, oh, just give her this just do this just do that anyone like advice like oh just put her in the bathroom and close the door (laughs) thankfully you know that didn't last long the trainer came along and she was like okay this is what you should do and she helped us along the way and she helped us picked out pick out the best treats for her and so we're really blessed to have met her early on in Cherie's developmental days and Cherie adored adored her um (laughs) and so that was who really helped us through that process, introduced us to raw feeding and even options of the better kinds of kibble if that was what we wanted mm-hmm. and other kinds of food that was better for her versus just the commercial popular things out there. Um, and so we had to figure it out with her, with Shuri, you know, Shuri would cry. She had to potty train her. <laughs> those, those, those months seemed like years. Okay. <laughs> and she would pee and poop everywhere. And oh God. But yeah, now she's like, She's a pro at everything. She, <laughs> she, she, she pees outside and she floats outside. You know, she, she's really good. But yeah, that, that, I remember that trainer definitely helped us um, through that process.
1: And so did you just like stumble upon her? Like- we
0: did just stumble upon her. Uh, I went on Google. I was like, who are some of the best trainers around us? And she popped up. I reached out to her. She just happened to leave, live like 20 minutes from us. So we drove down there with Shuri. She met her. She hadn't met uh, Tyra's back before either, but she was willing to take on the challenge. And she helped a lot of the local dogs around. And she also used to, um, so she would tell us that sometimes people would like leave their dogs with her and never come back. And so she would just she had a lot of dogs from wow. like people just doing this. And so sometimes she would let people like adopt these dogs and stuff like that. She was she was she was really good. Oh wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: so did your husband grow up with dogs? You know. Or did he just always want one?
0: He might have had a dog in his house growing up, but it was they didn't have that relationship like that. Maybe it was just around. Um but no, not not in a way that impacted him enough that, to the point that he wanted dogs now. Right. Yeah, so kind of, cause we're also um, ethnically Nigerian and in that culture, dogs, now dog, a lot of Nigerian families have dogs growing up and they have a good relationship with their dogs. But back then it was just, it was like to protect the home, right. <laughs> you know? It was like, oh, you had a dog to protect the home and it stayed outside and it wasn't really allowed indoors so you didn't really get that relationship with dogs like that right like not like a family member right right right,
1: right. right. it's very interesting i i've had other um people express that too like that they kind of had like an outside dog yeah, when exactly. they were growing
0: up or exactly like yeah. even now with our parents they see how shuri <laughs> owns the whole house and they're like what is going on? And I'm like, is this, this her house? You know.
1: <laughs> and you said she has some like behavioral She does. Quirks. So she,
0: I don't know if it's her breed, but they're they can be quite difficult. So reading up on her breed, so they still have a bit of that wild streak to them. So you know, people have to be careful with that. And so Shuri, she can. She's like very watchful of people. Very she right now she doesn't like other dogs so you wouldn't like catch me bring her around (laughs) other dogs just to respect her boundaries you know she's not crazy about other dogs and um she's not too kin about she just started tolerating people and the thing with people is you can come to the house just don't try to pet her don't try to you know what i mean just respect her space don't touch her things don't yeah, so she's she's very particular, and it's taken us a while to have to learn her. And with dogs like Shuri, watching her body language is very important. Yes. Like, I, I have to make sure, you know, even when sometimes I'm petting her, and then she's like, okay, that's enough. And if I go any further, she gets mad. So I have to make sure that we're watching her, we're being careful around her, just so we don't, you know, elicit or kind of trigger anything in her. So she has triggers and um so we just have to we've learned to work around it so even after that trainer with shuri we've worked with maybe four other trainers oh, wow. <laughs> so we're constantly like having to learn more and more about her and especially body language right. that's big 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 with her yeah And they
1: always have, like, they always look like they have that mohawk or something. Yes, in the back. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And so sometimes, like, for our dog Nino, so the whole time you're talking about this, I'm just thinking how much this reminds me of Nino. Oh, really? And, you know, he'll get, like, his hackles go up. But I feel like with her fur, it almost always always looks like that. It's always
0: like that. And people would ask, and they'll say, is she scared? And I will be like, because when I first had her, I did not know anything about Tyra respects. And I remember giving her a shower and trying to brush that part down. And I kept (laughs) combing it and combing it. It wasn't going down. My husband was like, "It doesn't go down." So <laughs> it, it's naturally like that. Right. And so people sometimes would ask people who don't have a met Rhodesians or her would say, "Is she scared?" And I'm like, "No, she's not. That's it's just their fur. That's just her fur." Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is it is it ever difficult for you? Like, cause you see, there's like this kind of dog mom culture, and let's go to the dog park, and all the dogs play, and like. That was something we had to, you know, think about with Nino. Is mm-hmm. like setting him up for success, yes, and adjusting maybe our expectations or our wants. Like he is not that dog, yes. you know. I yes. have Penny here; she loves everyone and everything, you know. <laughs> and
0: she's so well behaved too. Like she's just taking a nap.
1: Yeah, and, and Nino is, you know not the one (laughs) right (laughs) does that ever did you ever have to sit and go oh
0: yes it was something I had to accept eventually yeah in the beginning I would try to force her and it did not help you know I quickly learned that it wasn't helping and it was actually being worse for her you know I I, you know I had to learn that your dog needs to feel safe with you needs to feel like they can trust you you know and I can't keep putting her in these situations now what we would do we would walk by the park We don't go inside the park, you know what I mean? So she can, like, say hi to dogs if she wants to from the outside, but never inside. So she doesn't feel like she needs to defend herself around all these dogs or try to defend me. Because she's very protective, too. You know, she would maybe think something was happening and then act up. So just so we don't have that situation, you know, we just... We just stay on our own, so we do a lot of long walks. Yeah. <laughs> and I just accepted it. I was like, "That's just the kind of dog she is." Yeah. And you know, myself too. I'm not very extreme, like extremely social, so it works out. You know? right. <laughs> it works out.
1: Yeah. Uh, yes, my husband and I. Like, I'm. I also say I'm an introvert, but I do <laughs> like. Talking, you know, like I like people, I like talking to people. My husband is like even more of an introvert. and uh-huh. So we always think it's funny that like Penny is my girl and we like to go out and we'll talk to people and him and Nina just stay home and that just works for them, right. you
0: know? Right. It's yeah. very
1: funny. Yeah, no, my
0: husband, he likes to talk to people and sometimes he'll have Sherry out and he'll say, say hi. And I'm like, stop making her say hi. Right. She doesn't want to say hi. It's not good for her. And that's why she doesn't trust you, you know? Because she's like, you're always pushing me in dispositions. That's why she's you know? your girl. Right. <laughs>
1: (laughs) Right. I get that. (laughs) And so how did The Treat Company come about?
0: Yeah, so it actually, I guess, officially launched launched in, well, technically officially launched in 2021. But we had kind of been working uh, with it from like 2019 when I really got into what she ate and what kind of treats were out there. I started reading up on the, the, you know, best, the, the, the right kind of treats for dogs you know things to really help them and, and also looking up like her health you know how certain dogs are predisposed to certain health issues high rich have have uh, bone problems I've, I've read like if you don't take care so we needed to find foods that will be beneficial to her and help her kind of not get to that point where she starts to have uh, bone issues sooner enough and also with um her first trainer who kind of she introduces us to the yaki chews, beef tendons, mm-hmm. and bone, raw bones, and raw feeding meats and, and things like that, and even uh, holistic, like... Tablets to give her for fleas and ticks versus you know going to the vet every year for those. Um, so I really got into that whole scene of what is she eating? These treats are not good. And I remember even telling my friends who had dogs before me, and they're like, "How are you the one teaching us now?" <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I just got obsessive over this yes, stuff. Like I, totally I needed understand. to right. <laughs> I needed to make sure she was eating just the best thing. And so it led to me eventually making her own foods. Um, her own treats so I would just make it in the oven or things like that dry it out and she really liked it she really really liked it and I went out and I got this dehydrator like this big machine dehydrator and I started making it in bigger batches and I would give it out to other dog owners that we knew and they really really liked it and so in 2020 I started playing around with the idea of like making it into a business and you know i can be really shy and i was like i mean does everything have to be that but uh, (laughs) when i talked to my husband he was like why not you know just try it out if it doesn't work out it doesn't work out at least you tried and so that's kind of how we got about it and now i have two of those air dryers and (laughs) and i had to try to make it for her Um, i mean so i personally have to make all the treats i source them the meats a lot of times from local butchers And farms. Right now, I'm still looking for like a specific place that I can be like, "Oh, I get all this parts from." But it's turning out to be harder than I thought because some parts, American farms, because American farms cater so much to human beings, they don't have them. They wouldn't keep like tendons. It's like you know they don't eat it here. They don't want to keep it. Um, And I'd been looking into a, a lot of other companies who have to source from like out of the country. Uh, But yes, um, right now it's working out because it's still not big. We don't get a lot of orders, but we get people who order and it's great. So I I have um, uh, local butchers like, you know, the uh, like the halal um butchers and we try to stick to organic meats and um recently i got some stuff from a farm um in pennsylvania and they had it in like meats meats and chicken in like the big boxes and you know it's um organic fed uh, animals uh, and they ch- you, know, you know they're like really clean meats that top of the line good quality meats and so I, i've worked hard enough so far at this point to try to stick with that and as we expand i know it's gonna there's gonna be issues finding like trustworthy farms or uh, bigger farms that can give you but right now it's working and that's that's just how i do it that's
1: great yeah is it important to you to pay attention to like how the animals on those farms are raised yes yes
0: we make sure that you know it's no cruelty and you know free range natural fed animals no fatting going on on the farms Uh, and so far you know it's actually because of the conscious consumption in public right now it's actually a little bit easier than it used to be to find farms who stick to those ideals
1: remind me i have one i want to write down for you <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh yes please please i'm i'm taking i will reach out to any farm and every farm people uh, share with me like yes
1: that's something that's very important for my husband and i is that we don't want to support like factory farming right. for ourselves or for the animals you know mm-hmm. our, our pets and so we go out of our way to join these kind of like CSA type programs where we can get our meats and stuff from, but we don't have the kind of setup where we have like a big freezer where we can buy like half Mm -hmm, a cow, mm you know? So, mm -hmm. so we just have a normal, you know, refrigerator (laughs) freezer thing. So we have like certain, we can only go to certain places where we, um, where you can just sort of buy it as a consumer versus buying a
0: share Mm -hmm. yeah i've heard about dog owners doing the share like in places like uh, washington state colorado those are big because holistic farming animal raising is like big over there so people like get together animal owners and like buy bulk and then share it between each other and right. sometimes they like keep it in one person's house and when you need it you just come Good by get it. yeah, yeah. i need you know, somebody no. like that i know <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i know it's, it's growing slowly in maryland we'll get there <laughs> yeah,
1: we'll I get agree. there yeah it's so it's so important to me that we yeah that we don't support any kind of like factory farming in yes. our you know i feel like The way that we can vote now about, like, the kind of future that we want is voting with our money, you know, and where we want to spend our money. And so I want to spend it on, you know, even if it's more money that I'm spending, Mm -hmm. I want to spend it on these places that are doing the things that I want to support. Exactly. That's how how we feel. So that's why I love so much what you're doing. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) For the dogs. And so what benefits, have you seen benefits with, like, not – doing, like, the... Uh, Regular stuff, yeah, yes. Choose. I
0: mean, she, you know, she... Her weight is more steady, you know. I mean, she, thankfully, she never ate like grinnies and stuff. But it, you know, when you look at those things, it's like, what even is that? this? You yes. know, like <laughs> like the ingredient list is like a mile okay, long. What is that? You and, can't pronounce it. And, and people are like, oh things. well, it. You know, some they make some of them that has this minty smell. People are like, it makes your dog. Well, why do you need your dog's breath to smell minty? <laughs> right. you know? When I say dogs, I
1: don't think mint. Right, you know? it,
0: it's not necessary. You just need them to have a healthy mouth you know and and i mean i have friends who spend thousands of dollars monthly to get this teeth clean thing that dogs have and they have to put them under to do yeah. that and i'm like you could just change their diet and it it drastically you see the change drastically and you never have to spend this amount of money and instead you can put it to their nutrition right. you know um, but you know It's hard I guess it's hard for people I don't know It's easier You know short Shops like Petco Thankfully where we live There's other options between, Besides Petco and PetSmart mm-hmm. To get your dog um, Food and treats You know And so even with treats We try to If she's not eating Like the treats I'm making Try to go local With other trustworthy You know Like single ingredient Treats out there That people are making yes. From these other Small dog shops Versus mm-hmm. you know your Petco and PetSmart So she never went through the phase of like really eating bad. I think the only thing she really ate was milk bones. And um, I remember she never actually finished the first jar that we bought because by then the, the trainer had come around and she's like, yeah, don't give her that. <laughs> and so we threw it away. You know, she never actually finished it. So she, she didn't really. And and that and I think that you can tell, like, her teeth. I check her teeth every day and it's amazing. Even the vet is always <laughs> like, her teeth is great. You know, her bones are great. Her weight is amazing. It is great. And, and this these kinds of foods are what helps it stay that way yes. you know making sure that they're eating clean and good quality foods and you know sometimes people would say oh well I don't have time to feed raw and that's okay you know in the beginning everyone thought it was raw or nothing but you know also I remember um a blogger that I talked to once and she she said feed the dog that's in front of you and that kind of stuck with me you know you want to meet the needs of your dog mm-hmm. right in the best way possible that you can and if raw might be too hard for you there's other options that doesn't mean going to like products like greenies you know it's not <laughs> they're not too extreme it's not right. raw or greenies. Right. there's the in-between parts and that's where kind of like my treats fall in that in-between parts where you can still you know meet the basic needs of your dog's with giving them good quality treats without feeling like you have to break the bank or it has to be raw, right. you know? So that's, that's basically where it falls into. And I, and I, and I do think that these conversations are happening more because more and more people are caring about what their dogs eat. And you can tell because even stores like Petco and Petsmart, they're trying to switch out what they have in the store because they're seeing that more and more people care now, right. you know?
1: No and I think you have such a great like philosophy about that is that it doesn't have to be one or the other. You don't have to be this crazy, you know, I am holistic organic, you know, person like you're just trying to do the best you can for your dog, exactly. you know, and if it's swapping out, you know, milk bones for Sherry's organic mm-hmm. treats, you know, that's an easy swap to make. That is. And it, yes. it doesn't you don't have to like identify in some other way of I'm this kind of person, I'm that kind of person, right. you know? And so I guess that's always a message that I try to impart, you know, with with taking care of our dogs, and you know, like to me, we lost both of our first dogs to cancer, mm. and it's horrible. It is, <laughs> you know, it is. and. We had kind of just been learning about all of this raw. So for the last, like, maybe two years of their lives, they had been fed raw. Okay. Before that, it was, you know, we're getting our dog food at the grocery store, and we're feeding the milk bones. And Mm -hmm. that was just kind of what we thought Mm -hmm. you did. That's what you see advertised. That's what you see. And then as we started, you know, learning about it, and I had some really great people who probably don't even know that they were like my mentor, you <laughs> right. know, but like, I just learned so much from them. Of like, Oh wait, there's this whole other thing. And why, why is this important? And then it's when you start looking into it, it's like, Oh, now I see. Yes. And, and we yes. started kind of making changes, but I always feel like it was a little too late with Lucy and, and Kalua. but with, you know, these guys, like they've both been raw fed the whole time they've been with us. Mm-hmm. And I mean, she's probably 11 or 12. And I mean, she's she, she looks around. amazing. Yeah. She looks
0: amazing. You can't even tell. (laughs) yeah
1: you know her face is a little gray but you know (laughs) she runs up and down the stairs and and nino is like seven or eight and he has like these gorgeous teeth you know
0: i know the teeth always always yes one of the ways you can tell yeah Yeah.
1: and so i really like your kind of common sense approach of all of this you know and 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 that's definitely a message that i hope that people can take away is like you know it doesn't have to be difficult
0: yeah it it really it (laughs) really really doesn't have to be That make a difference. Yeah, it's just like with how we take care of ourselves and what we eat. You know, we're not always eating salads or, you know, thinking that's the only way to be healthy. You know, you can incorporate other things without it being, you know, wine and sweets every day. Right. You know, right? Right. <laughs> yeah. right. There's a middle ground. Yeah, there's always a middle you know? ground. Yes. Uh,
1: and so I just I really like what you're doing. Thank you. Uh, so, what does the future hold?
0: So right now we have, Shurries Organics have five treat options. So we have the beef, the chicken, the beef liver, pig ears and the beef tendons. I'm hoping by next year uh, for the one year anniversary, I can add like a fish option because a lot of people have been asking for that. So. I think either salmon and a white fish or just salmon. We'll see how that goes. Oh, Penny. We always (laughs) say, we always call
1: Penny our pirate princess because she loves anything
0: fish. (laughs) Uh (laughs) Yes, fish is really good. You know, and salmon has all that omega-3 and all this amazing oils that can be great for their coat, you know. So, yes. So that's what I'm looking to. And, um, you know, just trying to get the word out there and eventually... Get nicer packaging, and I think and, they're
1: adorable. <laughs> and I love Sherry's food, Thank
0: you, thank you. So yeah, that's you know I guess the short term goal, uh, the long term goal. I mean, of course, you want the business to be very success successful, but I I just think as long as it's doing the work of you know helping people realize that they can get their dogs better, you know, and, and that's really just the goal for 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 right now. Yes.
1: I feel like you're in a really great place to kind of be able to start having these conversations and you know really help spreading the word about this yes kind of yes um, but, but, and in a fun way because it's treats
0: yeah exactly, <laughs> exactly so does Shari
1: get like all the treats oh god
0: I have to stop her so whenever I'm packing people's treats of course she comes sit there and I'm like are you here to help me or are you begging for treats because you pretend like you want to help but once I give you something you, she leaves she, she she's like all right bye bye and well yeah I try not to of course we, I I try not to over give her treats because it's too easy. Cause right. She's so cute, you know? Right. <laughs> you know, they're so cute and they look at you and you're like, you know what? You deserve a treat for just being here, but. <laughs> <laughs> very
1: adorable, mom. <laughs> look at me.
0: Yeah. Right. So, but yeah, she, you know, I give her treats. Yeah, um, and like when we're out walking to help her pay attention, especially not be distracted by other dogs because, you know, she's a stare. I mean, you should see my dog. She <laughs> stares. Like, it's very weird. Like, she would just stare at people and many people have to acknowledge it because of how hard she stared. <laughs> oh, it's it's funny. it's very interesting so i try to use treats to kind of break that you know right, right. <laughs> Sometimes. <Break it> <laughs> yeah
1: and so i thought i saw something on your social media did mm-hmm. she get bit by another yes. dog yes
0: yeah, she got attacked by one of the neighbor's dogs uh she was playing out in the backyard and the dog kind of jumped over the fence oh wow yeah and came to meet her and it was a bigger dog and you know sure was a different dog probably might not have ended that way but you know she's just not crazy about other dogs and she felt threatened right? and they started fighting and the dog much bigger than her kind of bit her and it was like a big yeah wound. it looked
1: really nasty it was a big <laughs> one
0: so we had to rush her to the er and it took days and days, actually weeks eventually for it to finally heal. But, you know, cost a lot of money and <laughs> and a lot of time, now of course she felt kind of betrayed, you know, because we were inside the house. We didn't realize what was going on outside. We just kind of started hearing sounds and I ran out and I had to chase that dog out and I didn't even notice the wound at first until I saw the trail of blood and we just like freaked out. Yeah. It was was really really scary. (laughs) It was really scary. It was really, really scary for her. You know, for days she wasn't herself anymore. And then that didn't help with her like behavior towards other dogs. So she's just like not wanting to mess with any other dogs after that. So I was like, "Eh, I mean, I understand. Yeah. yeah."
1: long (laughs) as like, I mean, I had a, a dog, we had a foster dog one time. It was not planned. It was not through like an organization. Mm-hmm. We just kind of ended up with this dog and we were trying to help and do the right thing. And we didn't really know what we were doing. And we ended up having a dog fight in our house. Oh, no. and it was complete. And I was home by myself. My husband was at work and it was completely terrifying. And oh. I didn't know what to do. And I mean, like, I had like PTSD from it, you know, like, and it was like, every time I would like close my eyes, I could like see it happening. And mm-hmm. it was really scary. Mm-hmm.
0: Yes. <laughs> we, um-
1: anyway it took us a little while to really you know move past that and you know
0: it does take a while yes it does take a while yeah and you know the other dog you know i'm not gonna sit here and be like it's a villain it was a sweet dog you know but it was just a situation and like when i found them you know I couldn't really like hit them. It was weird to I felt weird trying to like hit any of the dogs, so I just tried to pull them apart, which was hard, but eventually, thankfully, the other dog just kind of left and jumped off, and that's how the fight ended. Yeah, it was it was very scary.
1: And so it's right in your backyard.
0: Yes. Oh it was very very scary. Yes. And the other dog would, you know, every now and then run out of its of its backyard too, it, it was big at jumping. So and that's another thing with Shuri, like she can jump heights, but it was something we never taught her to like, <laughs> like you know, to, she doesn't know her abilities to be right. able to jump. So she doesn't jump. She's not a jumper. But this dog would always. Ju- I mean, fences really high, and it'll just scale it like it was nothing so it was always out there um and even for its own safety so we had to tell the owners you know you have to be careful because it could get hit by a car or a bigger dog could attack it and or somebody could sh- shoot it you know you just because so you just have to be careful about it. so yeah yeah we had to take it to the er and Shuri hates the vet so <laughs> it was like a whole like two three weeks of just constant vet visit because they had to stitch it and then this to,
1: was during like covid and yes, stuff too, so you yeah. can't even like i go could in. not go in with her uh. so they
0: always had to put her to sleep which was another thing because if she was awake she would not let it happen uh. yes she would not yeah so it, it was really stressful time for her yeah. very stressful time
1: well thank you for talking about no it no
0: problem <laughs>
1: <laughs> but i feel like at some point in time, all dog owners go through something really scary like <laughs> I that, and so I—that's why I appreciate you yeah, sharing no it. Yeah, no
0: problem. Yeah, it sharing was very really stressful. Yeah, but I'm glad she's over it now. Her legs are healed, and even yeah. the hair has grown over. So okay. she's good. <laughs> she's good. <That> poor girl. <laughs>
1: Oh, and so was she like your covid quarantine buddy?
0: She was. Yeah, we were around together all the time. I mean, we took long hikes. We were hiking a lot, walking a lot. We were going everywhere together. And I'm sure she loved it. You know, <laughs> she she likes having us home. Even if she doesn't want you like in her space, she just likes to see you and know that you're there. Yes, we hung out all the time. She she it was amazing. We really got to know each other. <laughs> yeah.
1: It really was sort of a really special experience to yes. have all that time. I was very fortunate that I could work from home through all of that and you know, it was almost kinda hard. Oh my god, look at her face.
0: I know, she was so cute. <laughs> it was so
1: hard to go because I was all day. You know. <laughs> I know. And then I gotta start going back to the office, Aww. you know.
0: Are you allowed to bring her here? I do. And bring her? Oh, that's fine. Yeah. Nice. <laughs>
1: And so you actually work as a nurse, as like your day job, right? Yes. And so what was that like during COVID?
0: Um, You know, it was very stressful. I mean, you know, everything that was going on with people dying and everything in between. So you would come back from work and, you know, it was nice to have your dog and just, you know, after you take a shower, just lay, just lay with her and we'll just take a nap you know just sleep for hours and then the next day you start all over so it was like you know of course we wouldn't talk but it's like she she got it you know she would just lay there with us and we we, i remember we used to sleep a lot that was what we did we'll just sleep a lot because it was you know it was so tiring it was just like what do you even say you know it was just it was just draining physically emotionally mentally all of that and so it was nice to have her because uh, my husband he works in healthcare too so he would be at work as well and, and and come back with the same story so we didn't really talk about it you know so it was nice to have her as distraction and other things you know
1: yeah they really are you know like <laughs> like the best therapist or <laughs> healer are. you know they are all and of sometimes and she
0: can tell sometimes you know she'll just come lay next to you and you're just like wow you know
1: they know when we need them yes yes i totally believe that yeah <laughs> i really do I know, like
0: he would say, we don't deserve dogs, right? (laughs) They, They really are something else, yeah.
1: So could you imagine
0: your life now without a dog? No, no, I cannot. You know, we've actually been talking about, you know, when we move, eventually we would have to get another one, you know, because <laughs> that's what you do. You know, you just get more yep. and maybe you want a cat, you know, who knows? Uh, so, yes, no, I cannot imagine my life without a dog. You know, who knows? Maybe in the future we'll have a farm oh. and have even more animals, you know? <laughs> yeah. That would be amazing. Yeah.
1: (laughs) It's really funny sometimes how these dogs just sort of come into our life and sort of take us into this whole different direction that we never would have expected, you know? and and again that's why I wanted to do the podcast because I love these stories and that's totally my story and I love that that's your story Aww, and I love you. the dogs brought us together I know, you know? I,
0: they do really bring <laughs> you around people and introduce you to people and show you many different things there are parts of the city I'd never seen before but because of her I had to you know we're walking around and we're like yeah let's check out what's here and right. let's check out what's there and you know yes they really do because without her I probably wouldn't be walking right. I would, right. <laughs> I wouldn't be going anywhere I just right. Stay there and just go to work and come back all the time but yes they really are very special to, to your life you know yeah
1: does your family or your friends is anybody like in shock that you know you they have are
0: yeah they they always say yeah. they're like <laughs> i cannot believe that you, they always say that <laughs> like I can, i'm like i can't believe it either you know it's like day and night you know like everything about her like before we go out to work we have to make sure you know she's being taken care of and her food you know we make sure she eats before we even eat half right. the time we don't even know what we're eating when i know what she's gonna have you know <laughs> right, right. <laughs> yeah things, i'm like you know she needs to be protected you know and that's back to that you know when people think that they get dogs for protection really you're there to protect them right like, it's not the other way around right. unless you actually train a dog to be a protector they're not protectors you know they're just companions right. that's that's what they are you know? your family, yeah right. <laughs> they want to be right, <laughs> right. I'm <laughs> sorry
1: does entrepreneurship break run in your family or
0: is this like no, a whole new thing it's, it's a whole new thing it doesn't you know and so you know even the rest of my family they're, they're surprised that you know I'm going this way but with my husband he has more of that entrepreneurial streak in him mm-hmm. uh, and probably from his family so he kind of helps me I ask him questions and he'll be like oh yeah well this is what we did when we were there and stuff like that but no this is a totally new territory for me and I'm learning every day as I go and I try to re books and I try to talk to other people and you know and that's why I guess my expectations is not like insane and not to say that you know it cannot be you know of course I hope that the business grows and I'm able to continue to you know keep it at the same level and even higher quality eventually and um, get it to where it can be Um, but um, yeah right now I'm just taking it as it goes and this is all new and so <laughs> it's, it's kind of scary really it is but definitely in a fun way
1: <laughs> well i'm so excited for you thank you so if people want to get shuri's organic treats where can they find you
0: yeah right now we uh, uh only sell on our website which is www.shurisorganics.com all one word um, shuris with an S, organics with an S. dot com, uh, and you can just place your order there. All yeah, right. Right. and we offer free shipping. Yeah, 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 all the time. Yeah, <laughs> we will definitely have a
1: link in the show notes Thank for you. anybody that wants to order them. Thank you. I'm so excited about what you're doing. Thank you. I can't wait to see where the future takes you. Same.
0: Thank you very much. And <laughs> thank you so much for having me on the podcast. I've never, this is my first time ever. Well, you were <laughs> so, amazing. Thank you. I was actually <laughs> nervous. And, uh, I hope I did. Okay. <laughs> I think you were amazing. <laughs> thank you. <laughs>
1: I'll have a link in the show notes so that you can find Kenny at Cherie's Organic Treats on Instagram and tell her what a good job she did. I thought Kenny did such a great job being so open and honest about her experiences. Sometimes there are hard parts to being a dog mom or a pet parent, situations we weren't necessarily expecting, like having our dog be attacked. And it's always important to me, because of who I am as a person and some of the experiences I've had in my own life to talk about these things that are sometimes harder to talk about too. And I love her common sense approach to doing the best that you can for your dog's health and wellness. Make sure you check the link in the show notes and go right to shurriesorganictreats.com and order some for your dog. Kenny was so kind and lovely to bring us a big box of one of every type of her treats. And Penny and Nino have been enjoying the heck out of these for the last couple of weeks ever since we recorded the interview. Oh my gosh, they go crazy for them. I actually keep them in a slightly different spot than some of our other treats. And Nino will run right to the spot where I keep the shurries and just kind of sit there when he wants a treat. One thing I wanted to make sure to share uh, that I heard recently, and I'll share this on social media, too, is that there's a chemical used in milk bones called titanium dioxide, and the Environmental Working Group recently advised that this can no longer be considered safe when used as a food additive because of concerns that titanium dioxide is genotoxic, which means it can damage DNA. And the Environmental Working Group is calling for the U.S. Food and Drug Administration to quickly decide to ban titanium dioxide from use in food. This can also be found in people food and also in dog foods like Old Roy, Kibbles and Bits, Hill's Pet Food. So make sure you're checking for titanium dioxide. And I don't know if you've seen that there's concern sometimes about certain jerky type treats for dogs coming from China and that these have been found to be poisonous or hazardous to dogs. And so that's why I admire a Kenny's steps that she takes to source the products for her treats so that she's making sure to avoid any negative things like that for our dogs. I was so glad to have a story to share with you as part of the second anniversary episode of the believe in dog podcast, because I thought it was just such a good example of how sometimes this dog comes along and suddenly nothing in your life is ever the same again, but in the best way possible. Now, I have been putting out a call through the podcast and on social media if you had any dogs that you wanted to pay tribute to, and I got so many lovely responses to share with you today. Joyce Miller gave a shout-out to Marley. Captain Mooney gave a shout-out to Kiwi. Sophia Couch gave a shout-out to Silas Alexander. Lillian Marida shared that her first dog was a beagle called Sam, When she was 12 years old, she bugged her mom for a year to let her have a dog. Her grandfather gifted her with this beagle puppy and she started taking him to a training class. Well, it was a classic if you give a mouse a cookie story because Lillian became a professional dog trainer and has never been without a dog for the last 50 years. Oh my gosh, Lillian, thank you so much for sharing that. I love that story. And then we got a message from Natalie Keegan, who shared that she had two very special dogs who were therapy dogs in Baltimore City schools for the better part of their lives, and one of them ended up being a very special visitor at the Ronald McDonald House after suffering her own spinal cord stroke, which left her partially paralyzed and landed her in a wheelchair. This almost brought tears to my eyes when I was reading it. We might have to contact Natalie and find out more about this story, huh? And then we heard from Nancy, who shared that she's a senior citizen, and Summer, her 10-year-old beagle mix, got her through losing her place to live this past year. Summer was Nancy's constant companion during COVID. They went to parks together for walks, for rides in the car, and she helped Nancy with depression and anxiety. They recently had to move out of state, and she's so thankful for Summer, who is such an awesome dog. And I just love hearing how dogs are getting us through hard times, such as COVID. I know that my own dogs definitely help me keep my sanity <laughs> during some of those long quarantine days and nights. And we got a message from at helpfulhero.leo on Instagram, who shared, My service dog Leo is truly the one that gets me through very hard times. I struggle with complex PTSD and other multiple psychiatric disabilities, along with physical invisible illnesses. He is my lifeline, my best friend, my angel, and my hero. I couldn't have asked for a better dog to be by my side every single day. He has given me my independence back and the light that I thought I had lost for quite some time. I am forever thankful and grateful to him. So Leo appears to be a medical alert service dog for Alexandra, who is an incredibly talented artist from what she's sharing on Instagram. I'll have links to these in the show notes because I'd really like to share Alexandra's work with you. Thank you for reaching out and sharing your story with us. Skyla the diva Dane shared, my special heart dog is my great Dane Shadow. I rescued her when she was just three years old. From the moment that her previous owners brought her here, she was my girl. She followed me everywhere. That was the reason for naming her Shadow. She has been my Shadow ever since. She always wants to be in the same room as me and if I'm doing things outside, she's right there to help or will wait for me to come back in. I've never had a dog that is so connected to me And with her i know that she is mine and i am hers that definitely reminds me of my girl penny she is mine and i am hers okay these next two stories i'm going to share were really emotional for me to hear and for me to read uh if you've listened to the first episode of the believe in dog podcast i share some of my story and how our first dog lucy came into my husband and i's life less than a year after a tragic loss in our lives and so I know firsthand how our dogs can help us through times such as losing someone close to us. A.D. Palm Chai shared, My dog Ace, I believe he was sent by God for the hardest year of my life. God sandwiched a blessing and a reason to live into my tragedy. In 2019, my ex killed himself at the beginning of the year. I got Ace a month later. He was small, four weeks old, and needed a lot of love and care. At the end of the year, I was fired from my job due to depression and anxiety, and then a week later, my mother died. In all of that, Ace kept my heart open enough to be able to love and gave me a reason to live. Because of that, I found my forever person. Our anniversary is literally the last day of the craziest year of my life. We then added another dog, Pharaoh, to continue to share the love that was kept alive because of Ace. We thank God for our furry kids in this house. This is our story. Thank you so much for sharing that with us. We really appreciate your openness, your honesty, your vulnerability. And Lindsay K sent this amazing message with amazing photos of her dog, Carmine. Where do I begin to tell you about my little Carmine? He is a rescue from the Animal Foundation in Las Vegas, a schnauzer mix with the most beautiful blue and gray coat. I brought him right into my life before I got sick with implant illness, and silicone rupture from a bad breast augmentation. Carmine was very sick when I first got him, bleeding in his ears, throwing up constantly, many visits to the vet and nothing was solved with his hurting ears and sensitive stomach until I changed his food and realized he was allergic to chicken. I hit the lowest of the lows in my life after being sick for over a year and a half. If it wasn't for Carmine pouncing on me in the morning and waking me up to feed him and taking him out for walks, I would not be alive today. I lost my boyfriend to an overdose within that year and a half, and people tell me that Carmine is Chris reincarnated. (laughs) I truly believe this crazy thought, because he's become my other half, just like Chris was before he passed, and I don't leave home without him. He has become my hobby, he has taken my soul, makes my heart fonder, gets me going every day, and most of all, has given me a second chance at life. This was really meaningful to me. (laughs) I have been through my own health issues where I really appreciate my dogs getting me through. And I don't think I've ever really talked about it on the podcast before, because it hasn't come up in the context, but I have a brother who suffers with an addiction issue, and this has been going on for almost 20 years now. And I'll be honest that I live in this, like, constant low-level fear that I'm going to get the call that he is overdosed. And so that was just really extra special, meaningful to me and Lindsay. So thank you so much for being so vulnerable and sharing that with us. I feel like we can find a piece of ourselves in other people's stories. And that's why I love having the opportunity to share these with you on the podcast. So thank you so much to everyone who reached out and shared their stories with us. And you're always welcome to send me your story at any time to include on the podcast. So this will wrap up the special two year anniversary episode of the Believe in Dog podcast. Again, thank you so much for being here. When I started the podcast, I was gonna be happy if fifty people listened. <laughs> and I've now had over six, thousand downloads, and that really means the world to me. I started this as just a labor of love and and to share what was in my heart. and you know, sometimes you don't always know how that will be received by other people, but I was at a point in my life where, I could no longer keep it inside. I I needed to share what was in my heart with the world. And so thank you for listening. If you enjoy the Believe in Dog podcast, the best way that you can let me know would be to leave a five star review on Apple podcasts. Your reviews and ratings really mean the world to me. And if you're listening on your favorite app or iTunes, make sure that you hit the subscribe button so you'll never miss an episode. I know sometimes I have not always been super regular with when the episodes come out. And so thank you for your patience. If you've been listening since the beginning, sometimes life has gotten in the way, but you'll be hearing from me every other Monday for the foreseeable future. You can always email me at Erin, E-R-I-N, at com. Make sure you check com for photo galleries and episode show notes. Plus, I'll be sharing photos from Akeni and Shuri on at Believe in Dog on Facebook and Believe in Dog Podcast with underscores on Instagram. And yes, by the way, I meant to add, in case you were wondering, Shuri was in fact named after the Princess of Wakanda from Black Panther. So that'll do it for this episode of the Believe in Dog Podcast. Until next time, I'm Erin Scott, sending you hugs and belly rubs.
0: Believe in Dog Podcast is a production of Hugs and Belly Rubs LLC.